The Weekly is supported by the Oregon State University eCampus. Do you want to take the fast track to your career in computing? You can earn your computer science degree 100% online from Oregon State and tap into unlimited career opportunities in any field. Learn more at ecampus.oregonstate.edu slash now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the weekly brought to you by PocketNow and XDA developers on this day, the 29th of March, 2019. Now, we have a whole lot of stuff to talk about today. Uh, this was a weird announcements week. That's pretty much what I called it this week. And uh, we watched every single announcement that was happening. Uh, there are actually a lot of them. Even Sony PlayStation had their own, but we're not talking about that one. Uh, what we're talking about today are going to be Apple's announcements. <laughs> and mm. my my guest today has a lot of opinions on that. <laughs> we have um, the Apple announcements, but then just the I think it was the day after was Huawei's announcements, and of course that has to do with the Huawei P30 and the P30 Pro. However, I do want to focus not only on the phones from Huawei, but also all of the other products that they announced because there's a lot to get excited about just in terms of a just just in terms of just the products that were announced on stage, and that's outside of the smartphone itself. In any case, we do have one guest on our show for today. Um, last week we had uh, Jaime and David Kogan. The week before it was just me and you um, as well. So we have our two-person podcast back with Thunder E of Board at Work. What's going on, man? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. Got my got my coffee this morning. I know you you tease me all the time about about coffee in the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I'm I'm drinking water. Uh, had a workout, so ready to roll. Uh, <laughs> I, I talked about Apple with Juan on his uh, on his oh, podcast yeah. on Monday. I'm gonna relay some of those thoughts here, but before I even do anything, I have to excuse myself briefly because I need to plug in my Sony A7 III before it actually dies. <laughs> Fair enough. I have mine set up over here. I wish everyone could see the way that I have my camera set up right now because since I'm always in a hurry leading up to the broadcast of the, the weekly, I have to like jimmy up a bunch of so right now I have a OnePlus 6T box, McLaren edition. I have a Nest thermostat box. I have a Mi 9 box, but that that's the next phone I'm reviewing by the way, the Xiaomi Mi 9. And then a bunch of books that also includes the bulletproof diet all stacked up and then the camera's on top. <laughs> because I can't feasibly put a tripod on top of this table here. Uh, this is actually where I do my overhead rig. So right here is my uh, my overhead camera. And also, uh, one thing that I wanted to put out there, um, E, I'll show you again in a little bit, but uh, to any of our, our geeky fans out there, just wanted to show off this uh, t-shirt real quick. Spoiler alert. <laughs> My brother got me the shirt. I thought it'd be really funny to wear it on the on the show. Yeah, um, no, I, I see the shirt. Um, I was going to say, you can get a mini tripod. I'll send you a link. No, I have a mini tripod. I just had no time to set it up. I always never... I'm going to set it up after this. That way I could just clip it on. I'll just yeah, do my, that. My, my mini tripod is forever on my, on my desk right there. Ah, okay. Yeah. All right, so... Monday started off real interesting. I remember waking up. It was kind of early. I remember it being like it was it was kind of an early announcement. I remember waking up and I watched the entire thing. By the way, Apple doesn't broadcast their keynotes on YouTube. They don't use any Google services for that. Uh, Twitter. You can now yeah. watch on Twitter and you can watch it live off their website, which is what I did. Which I was having trouble like Chromecasting it from my Xiaomi to my TV. Like I was having trouble trying to figure that out. So eventually I just found there were a bunch of people just ripping the stream. 
just putting it on YouTube. Yeah. Which I thought was hilarious. Um, but okay, let's go ahead and do this like little by little. So uh, everybody in the chat, by the way, let us know what you think about all of these Apple announcements. We're going to start off with the first main one that they had, and that was Apple News Plus. Um, magazines. It was all about magazines in this case. Now, they did give a big shout out to the Los Angeles Times. I'm from LA. Um, it was actually one of my dreams growing up to actually work at the LA Times. So I always have a, they always have a, a soft spot in my heart. Um, so to see that, I was like, cool, LA Times, like going more and more digital. But as far as magazines go and all of the rest, how did you feel about um, Apple News Plus? <laughs> There's your reaction right there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it's nice and dandy, but somebody said, I think what I was in Gadget, somebody had an article about, you know, the fact that, you know, these magazines are doing what they need to do, but is it the best things for them to do? Plus, I think we also are in a situation, I was having this conversation with Sam about how, the magazines refuse to to evolve. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, I like I like the idea of a curated magazine section. I wish I, I wish uh, Flipboard did it, not Apple. I wanted somebody to do it that is away from anybody's ecosystem. Okay, would have been great. You know, if Flipboard was the one who had done it, I would have at least liked it a little bit more. But again, it's magazines. Um, one of the things we talked about was like magazines refuse to adopt. Uh, adopt a formula that fit into social media. That's what has killed them. You know, um, I like Car Driver. I, you know, I like Motor Trend. I like those magazines. And they have a YouTube channel. Um, but, you know, for me, I'm going, if you're going to lead up to a long review on the site that goes into detail breakdown, right? You have a website or you have an app that has a detail, that gives me the detailed written breakdown on everything you do. Why are you not teasing the fact that you're just testing out the brand new um, Camaro? Right on Twitter, show a couple of clips there. You know, give me a, a head-by-head comparison with the older Camaro on YouTube. I mean, that's a big magazine that they will give them those cars. Yeah. It's not like it's not like smaller. It's not smaller outlets. Like they will, they get these cars for like three, four months to spend time with it. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you're teasing that stuff for me, I would definitely be checking it out because I'm like, oh, okay, zero to 60 in the Camaro. Okay. I see that. It's a short clip on Twitter. And then I'm like, you know, they show me Camaro versus a Tesla, Camaro versus a Porsche. Like that's the stuff that gets me to now go, okay, I want to buy a Camaro. Now let me look at everything that's in there in depth. And that's how you generate traffic. And I feel like they just have not grown so apple has the opportunity there's nothing wrong with apple doing this stuff here it's it's cool it's nice but i think if you move down a generation it's past in a sense yeah. you know and i think that's i mean i could be wrong you guys can tell me in the chat but even though yes i'm i'm you know i'm on the upper side of the millennials where technically i'm not really a millennial but um <laughs> you know uh for me magazines just don't make any sense at all yeah, I mean, speaking as people who live on social media, like I, I shudder to use the term influencer, but we understand how all of these different platforms work. Like if you are a publication, you need to make content that caters to each of the platforms. So you have something for Twitter, you have something for YouTube, you have something for Facebook, you have something for Instagram. And a lot of these brands tend to do that, but the magazine format kind of betrays all of that because if you have that information in plenty of other platforms to begin with, what's the point of actually subscribing to a magazine? Magazine when all that info is easy to find on their website anyway. But, but that's that's for the full. That's why to me a magazine is is it makes sense 
if you do it a way where you're leading up to a very big detailed expose. Yeah. It's for look, a car driver friend, like I use car driver because I like car driver, but I will also when I when that monthly issue comes out, I see the full breakdown why the new Camaro is better. I see horsepower torque balance. I see it on different tracks. I see on like all you're teasing me is one track, and that's just one video that will hit how many hundreds of thousands of views, or maybe even close to a million, because they're the first ones who have it. Right? Mm -hmm. You know, that's the kind of thing. That's why I said that when you build up to that. Then it becomes something where your big your big reveal is a full breakdown of of the car of the month plus a big review of the month. Then they also because they do this car driver they do this six month review of a car like after driving the car for thirty thousand miles. Then I can see then I should be seeing content written content on that and a shorter five minute video about somewhere else going yeah somewhere else on YouTube but it's still mm-hmm. linked to this. That's how you connect it. Like you have to build it so that at least as a car driver fan, I know I want to get that brick. And I don't know how it will work for every other publication out there, but I think making it where the 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 user receives all that information constantly. Look, there is Android Central, there's Android Authority, there's Pocket Now, right? You still go to the website. The website mm-hmm. is the magazine. Let's just call it what it is. Yeah, it's basically. the same thing. Right, the website is the magazine, except in this case, you guys still make content on YouTube. You make content on Twitter. There is some Facebook content. You know, there's Instagram content. But mm-hmm. we still wait for the big stuff. We wait for the big breakdowns. You know, wait for the written stuff out there. I mean, like Windows Phone Central is a prime example, right? They make YouTube videos. I still go there and read their stuff because they do a very different breakdown on the website. Yeah. So I, I don't. I just don't get the whole magazine aspect. I mean, it's cool to look at, and you. And to me, that's just software. That is all just a programmer making a nice presentation layout, which yeah, Apple does a good job, and a lot of programmers can do a good job for you. But well, it was obviously all ecosystem stuff, right? So what what Apple is trying to do is get all of these big brands, and we're talking about big brands first off with uh, Apple News Plus. Um, speaking of Apple News Plus, there's a couple of stuff and a couple of comments in the live chat. In many ways, Peter Hayden. Uh, in many ways, I feel like News Plus is what Apple News should have always been. That's kind of true for a lot of evolutions of not only products but services also. Like this, you actually have all of these big brands. These well, I wouldn't say brands, but publications that they they do act like brands a lot these days, though. Uh, you have all these big publications coming in actually adding to the ecosystem apple is going to get a huge cut from a lot of these people trying to be on this platform 30 percent. that's a big cut um that's also what they get off of actual applications so for the big publications to come in invest not only their content but also some of their money into being in this ecosystem i mean that kind of makes sense i can see where people who are actually reading magazines on the regular feel a little bit better that everything is in one place which is also a comment that some people said here like um where is it and again, Peter Hayden, um, I genuinely believe that for those people who read magazines, and there are a lot of people out there, this service would actually be interesting for them. I agree. But I want to move a little bit away from like the actual big publications. Oh, quick mm-hmm. one. The price is $9.99 a month. For oh, that's right. This is one of the few services that actually had a price point <laughs> throughout the entire announcement. Um, but we also have another one that came out. The uh, Moving away from big publications and moving into the indies. This is what this is one I'm really interested in hearing from you. Um, indie game developers investing their content and some of their revenue to be part of a new exclusive ecosystem that Apple has created for their iPhones, iPads, and Macs called Apple Arcade. Like, 
where do you land on on this? Not only from a gamer standpoint, but also from a developer standpoint. Because if you're really struggling to get eyeballs onto your content, yes, having having placement in Apple Arcade helps people get to see your game. But does the trade off of the thirty percent or however how much actually matter? Uh, it matters till you get to a certain size. That's literally what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a reason why you will not see Epic in there. Um, oh yeah, for sure. You know, it's not even just indie; it's really just games, right? In general. Um, but I know they've they've got a focus for indie developers because they know those are the people they can poach on. Let's just yeah. call it what it is. Um, uh, you know, PUBG, the EAs with the asphalt, those, even all the the big RPG games, you're not going to find them on there because it, it makes no financial sense. And I just want to hearken on that 30% just because this week also Spotify dropped a, a video explaining why they are taking Apple to task in Europe because they say, hey, look, um, Apple is a direct competitor against us and they are taking 30%. Now, oh. if, yeah, which we tend to forget, which is true. You should not be doing that. So they basically, basically if you think about it, um, if Apple, uh, if Spotify basically comes out and has Spotify music, right? And to be on the Apple store, having a subscription that goes through the Apple store, you, Apple takes 30%. If you sign up through, through the, I mean, through the, through your phone, I believe that's exactly the way it is. Now, iTunes music comes along and Apple is not, subsidizing basically spotify is subsidizing apple's own service which is absolutely wrong mm. i don't care whether you like it or not you should you can't be doing that that's something that they would have to not do so with developers you're looking at that in that aspect where every game you make you're, you're losing 30 percent. apple makes most of his money like this it's not selling iphones it never has been well, this is the this is the methodology for companies out in China, like Xiaomi. You have Tencent and WeChat. It's all based upon like the cut that they get by having content on their platform. So, I mean, this is just America catching up to what has been the successful. Oh no, no, Apple has been doing this forever. This is how they've made most. I mean, iPhone. Oh no, yeah, I agree. Has yeah. always been a big sale, but the Apple, the App Store has been the the main bread and butter. Remember, if they're you doubling remember, down now, though. Yeah, doubling down. Earlier this year. Tim, when they had that revision and everybody was scared about Apple and the stock price dropped and Tim Cook said, look, we're going to focus more on services. Everybody thought they were going to offer something new and fresh. This is Apple. They never do. It means that we're going to double down on what's already there. So yeah. news is now news plus. It was already something that's there. Everything uh, plus. Yeah. The, the uh, gaming arcade is just a solification of the fact that they have games on, on the app store. That's literally it, really. It's, it's not just for new... But they have content that's going to be exclusive. That was actually a, a huge word during the announcement was exclusive content, exclusivity, exclusivity. And to sort of harken back, some people in the chat were asking where Jaime is. He's actually traveling to, to uh, South America right now. Uh, so he's in the air currently while we're doing this cast. I do want to harken back to something he said while we were talking about a bunch of gaming content over the last number of weeks. The problem with games on mobile platforms is that, especially on Android, they're available for so many devices that it's hard to pinpoint them for for a specific audience. Like, that's on Android. Now on Apple, you literally have games that are only available on Apple Arcade. And you know, this is what Jaime was saying. Like, if you create exclusivity when it comes to games, it actually makes them uh, more desired, makes you want to have the thing that makes that game possible. And in this case, it's iPhone, iPad, Mac. Oh, no, no. I, I definitely hear that. And that's very, very true. Here's the thing about gaming. And we're talking about exclusive content. Look, we'll go back to Stadia. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Google said they'll have exclusive content. You can say you can have exclusive content and look at gaming truly. Microsoft has had a hard time making exclusive content. Sony has had a better luck, but we all know who's the king of exclusive content. It's Nintendo. Oh, yeah. Exclusive content is not about content. It's about recognizable IP. And also, no, IP, nobody nobody shows more love to indies than Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, recently, though, recently. Microsoft okay. is the one who used to show a lot of... I mean, they still do, actually. Uh, but Nintendo, because of the way the Switch is. But, but going back to Apple, it, yeah, it makes sense. But I, my, what I'm, I'm saying here is that I, I don't think this is a service that will do as much as they hope. I think the news will actually do for a, a large number of iPhone users because there are a lot of older people who use iPhones. When I say older, I mean people who are literally only 10 years older than me. And mm. they, they tend to be dumb switching to anything else. And I'm calling my friends out there when I say that. So <laughs> like, I'm not trying to insult them. I'm just saying that they, they're kind of lazy in switching. They don't want to because they feel comfortable. Uh, so those are the kind of people that will get that. In terms of the games, I think it all depends on who you are. But I think a lot of the games that are big are not going to be affected and what people spend a lot of time on. I think you'll see a, a good significant pickup. I think what they will, if they're smart enough, if they focus on children's games, Apple can now say this is games for your kids that we have checked and is safe. Then the parents will pay $9.99 a month for those games. That's yeah, we're where getting- they can... They can yeah. make it, make it, make money for it. Yeah, we're getting a lot of uh, uh, messages in the chat about like what the price would be for something like this because you're paying a month, you're paying for access. That's the thing. So this is everything is becoming a subscription thing. So you're paying yeah. for access. It's going to be monthly, and then you get access to these games. You can play them all you want. And one thing that I did like about the Apple Arcade announcement was that you pay for the access, you download the game, but every game. Well, I'm. This is what they said. It was kind of vague with their language on on stage, but apparently every game is going to be playable offline. So these aren't yeah. necessarily online games. So as long as you're paying for the access, you can play the games however, like just as much as you want. They're offline, blah blah blah. So, um, so a couple of people were saying like thirteen ninety nine a month. It, that seems like a lot for for, for these for kinds of games. games. Yeah, no, I mean, I would say nine ninety nine, but that thirteen ninety nine is going to be interesting because right now Microsoft offers. Um, Xbox Live Arcade, where I think over 100 games. Right now it's over 100 games, but it's adding it for um, $9.99 a month. Hmm. These are these are console-quality games. But I get it. Like I said, if you do towards parents, that might be something that makes sense. Now, somebody had a comment in the chat said, $5.99 for iMessage. If they did that, they would actually lose customers. <laughs> they would. They absolutely would. Because people can now get whatever phone they want mm-hmm. and be fine, you know? Um, but yeah, um, I think that's that, funny. If they, if iMessage was a paid service, oh my God, do you have any idea how much backlash there would be? <laughs> like people will get so mad. And then what if they made like iMessage, people who are on free iMessage were like a dumber shade of blue compared to <laughs> the people who are on No, if you go to move iMessage over, you, what you do is you do, you do $9.99 for the app and then, um, a $1 a year service fee. Perhaps. By the way, all these people who complain. Okay, I've seen. I finally seen it firsthand. I know a lot of people who complained about the green when they talk to people on iMessage who are on Android phones. Like, it's it it's kind of smart on Apple's part to make that green so disgusting. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, why does it bother you so much? You know, no, but to I get me, it. the only thing the only thing I, I get uh, with iMessage, which is useful, is whenever you send video, you get the full resolution of it mm. or photos, yeah, okay. right? Because uh, a friend sent me a video and I looked at it and I was like, 
yeah, because, you know, I have text and then he sent it and I'm like, uh, never mind, I'm not even going to watch this. It's all it's all crunched out. So I get that aspect of it, but I don't see that happening. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, now before we get to like the main one that I know you have so many opinions on, um, would you? Okay, are you? I, I was on Twitter the entire time. By the way, one of my tweets went absolutely viral, and it's about this particular subject. Um, I'm not looking forward to the days. I live in LA. You're in Brooklyn, so we live in two particular places where we know that we're gonna see people in cafes, in bars, in restaurants, and we're gonna hear this phrase a lot. I get there were some responses to my tweet, and I get it. Yes, it is a MasterCard, but you know you're going to hear people say, "Oh, do you accept Apple Card? Do you accept Apple Card? <laughs> do you accept Apple Card?" I'm not looking forward to that at all. Um, on Twitter, I did see a lot of people say, "Like this is ridiculous," but I'm going to get it. Were you one of those people? Ah, come on, man! Like, <laughs> like, I have enough debt. I don't need. <laughs> I don't need any more debt. So, so I mean, the card is made. I get it. It's it's very synergistic to your iPhone. That's what I don't like. Um, like I hate. I, I personally just hate being close to an ecosystem. Mm-hmm. I'm a Windows person, and being a Windows user makes you so susceptible to open markets. Right? You want to use your stuff the own way. I get it. Um, so this is basically the evolution of Apple Pay to say if Apple Pay doesn't work, you can use a card. But here's the downside of the card that everyone kept on forgetting. Right. Um, is that there are no numbers on the card. They're like, oh yeah, because it just uses like whatever, it just it gives you a random number each time. I'm yeah. like, true, except when you try to swipe in and it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. How you going to Well, they in? have to say like, let me see your card and then you show it to them and you're like, oh, hold on. You got to take your phone out. You got to go to the app and like, here's my number. Number, exactly. And, like- <laughs> and, and, and that's the thing. And, I was, I, and I, I was talking to someone, I said, look, I had this experience. So I'm doing a PC build. We went to get uh, a clamp to bend the P, uh, PCB uh, PCB pipes. Mm. Um, I'm out of Home Depot with Sam and we get a clamp. We get there. I scan it and I was like, I should use Samsung Pay. But I was like, nah, nah, like, let me just, it may not work because I don't know if, because Samsung Pay should work everywhere unless you block it. That's the thing. It oh, works everywhere unless the company actually blocks it. Mm. Because I tried it in an Apple store. It worked the first time. The second time, it doesn't work because they blocked it. So I, I put in my chip. Didn't work. Then I swiped, didn't work. And the guy was like, uh, what's going on? So he's like, can I see the card? Because I went through self-checkout. Then he typed in the number. <laughs> yeah. Didn't work. Oh, really? Didn't work. And then Sam was like, Samsung Pay. And I went, Boom. <laughs> it worked. I was like, I should have just done it from the very beginning. Now yeah. I'm not saying Samsung Pay is better or not, but I'm just saying that you will run into weird situations like that where the MFST radio signal worked with the credit card swiper because it couldn't actually swipe properly, but it can read a signal if it came through and the number punching didn't work for whatever reason and the chip wasn't working. Mm. You're going to run into some of those issues, especially when you go into smaller towns and smaller places. Yeah. Because when you get or the abroad. card, yeah, when you get when you get the card, you want to use the benefits, you know, this cash back and all that kind of stuff. So I get it. You're, forget it's Apple. It's a credit card that has some benefits. So you want to use those cashback benefits. And when you get there, you can't use it. And also, when you use it as a card, you only get 1%. If you use it with Apple Pay, you get 2 to 3%. So mm-hmm. they're, for, they're trying to force you away from that. Um, and there's no late fees on the card, which is interesting. So, which is... Not, no. not true. Not true. Because if you have a late fee, they add to your interest. 
Your interest yeah. goes up. Your interest yeah, goes not, up if you're yeah. late. Yeah, not not the late fee, but the interest goes up. Yeah. Then the other thing here too is that because this is uh, Goldman Sachs' first card, and also for, uh, uh, because Goldman Sachs is the issuing bank, I can guarantee you that it's not going to be for a lot of people. It's going to be for people with a credit range of about maybe, I would say, 780, 800 up, mm-hmm. um, uh, just to ensure that you know you have people who can pay. I just thought of something. Um, all of you out there who are getting really excited about the Apple card just because there's a logo on there, like I'm not, I'm not trying to say that this is going to be a bad card. I mean, there are going to be some issues, like, like Anabong was saying just now. But, um, but the thing is, like, if you're if you're into this card so much that you're going to apply for it immediately, don't do that <laughs> because applying for a card already puts a ding on your credit score. If you don't know that right now, you don't, you shouldn't be applying for this card. I don't want there to be so many people out there who all of a sudden have lower credit scores because they're doing credit checks just to get look, this card. Look, just make sure that you uh, get your credit history up, and when and then you can get either the the Chase you work your way to get yourself the Chase Sapphire, or you, if you can get yourself an American Express Black card. So when your friend drops an Apple card, you can say, "My card, we eat your card, your money, your life, and everything else." So nice. take that shit away. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. All right. So uh, before we get too long into these, I want to get into the meat of the Apple announcements. Um, okay. Um, they were already they already piqued my interest during Apple Arcade when they brought in one of the makers of uh, Final Fantasy. But the name dropping, they took it to 11 once Apple TV Plus became a thing. And then here's where here's where uh, E and I were having so many conversations about like what what does this all mean? What does this all matter? We were I was I wasn't Okay, I'm going to let you go ahead and like give your opinions on it cuz I was going to say I wasn't quite as upset as you were, but I don't think you upset's not the word, I think. Like you just had a lot to say about it. Trash. <laughs> Absolutely trash. Okay. So, upset probably is the word then. <laughs> yeah. It was a waste. Of, so for me, the whole press conference was two hours wasted time. Yeah, it was a long. Sure. It was a long one, and I remember thinking like a lot of our friends were there. Like Super Saf was there, Michael Josh was there, mm-hmm. and they were like, "What are you going to do videos on?" Like our fellow YouTubers are there. What exactly are you going to do a video on? Even I couldn't do a video on it, reacting to all of these announcements because I figured we were going to do it on this podcast. But they had nothing to do. They flew out there just for that. Mm-hmm. No, I mean. I think what it was like to me, this is something they could have announced. The new stuff, the Apple Arcade could have been announced online, actually, mm. um, as a press release. Uh, the TV stuff could have been a shorter announcement. So here's the thing Apple is getting to the TV game, right? Is Google going to get into TV game? No, Google is actually moving out, by the way. Uh, YouTube is no longer doing premium original content. Uh, at least right, it's scaling, yeah. scaling that back down. Microsoft is not even smelling in this area. Microsoft has some shares in Netflix, so I guess they are okay with that. Um, they own part of the company. So the question is, that whole announcement, what was it for? What's the service? The, the, I think the biggest annoyance was the fact that they didn't announce a price or even when. They said fall. So sometime around the, I guess, either around the iPhone 11 launch or after the 11 launch, you know, maybe in October or something like that is when this will come through. Here's why I called it complete trash, because Apple does not understand entertainment. Hmm. So they invited Spielberg, who, by the way, made all this booha about Netflix. Yeah, but... You know, maybe maybe he still feels the same way. It's just that he's now making money with Apple. That's fine. As long as he comes out and says, look, 
whatever I make here should not be shouldn't be nominated for an Oscar. I'm like exactly, okay, cool. exactly. Then, then I'm cool. I I get it. They invited uh, Aquaman. They invited uh, Captain you know America. Aquaman. <laughs> I know Jason Momoa. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jason Momoa. You know Chris Evans was there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Uh, there were a lot of stars, even J.J. Abrams, J.J. Uh, Abrams, Camille Nanjiani, who's announced, whose actual teaser, by the way, was the only one that made me feel like I should get this. Because that story that he was announcing up there about the, uh, I want to say, Pakistani um, uh, immigrant who like ran a hotel all by himself because his parents yeah. were either deported or something. That's a, that's a, that, that is an I, actual story. I, I, I got, I got so annoyed that I didn't pay attention to any of that at all. I mean, like <laughs> seriously, I was just like, this is just rubbish because there were no trailers. You showed me nothing. Right. That's true. That's true. Um, and yeah, granted, I might check out it. I might see his show. I mean, I don't even know. Here's the thing. Here's the big thing that a lot of people and a lot of techies tend to miss, which is why I always find funny whenever Apple announcements come out. Apple is facing up uphill task with tv plus it doesn't matter whether you have it in installed base again content is king Mm -hmm. what does netflix do every month they they filter stuff in and out yeah in and out but Mm -hmm. but now they have more original content every month if you notice this starting from last year with bird box there is one key netflix movie every month you may Mm -hmm. not like it it may not be good but it's always there Right, um, Bird Box was fun. It was interesting. They had the they just had the one with um, Ben Affleck. Um, yeah, Triple uh, Frontier. Triple oh, Frontier. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another one coming up with uh, Kevin Costner. Uh, there's a couple others, and these things don't cost them too much money, but they spend money for this kind of content. They're building their content library, and you can, even if yes, like yeah, we know Daredevil and the rest of them are gone, but are we con- are yeah. we concerned? No, they now have content. They're building their own superhero library because they went and bought a comic publisher to actually make that stuff there. That's one. Then the biggest behemoth is coming in the fall. Disney. Oh, that's right. Disney is coming. And let's put it this way. Every parent I know will have a Disney account just automatically because you have kids. Second, all of you there want to watch all these Star Wars shows that they have. They've got two already coming, already shooting as it is right now. And then we have KOTOR coming, uh, Knights of the Old Republic, which is going to be yep. huge. Then we have every Marvel TV show now that they're doing. For Plus crying X-Men. Out loud. They finally got the rights to X-Men. X-Men. Mm-hmm. So, so think about it this way. If you now think about the dollars you're going to spend on on streaming. Most likely, you already have Netflix. That's one. Disney is going to eat up your number two right there. You're thinking, is Apple going to take over that or will I go to Hulu or or what? Here's a trick. Who owns roughly about 55% of Hulu? Guess. Uh, which company was it? I can't, I can't remember off the top of my head. Oh, oh Disney. <laughs> oh, that's right. Disney. Because yeah. ABC they and bought Fox partnerships. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they own ABC. They bought Fox right now. What that means is that most likely Disney will either have uh, Hulu as a bundle package, maybe an extra five bucks or some smaller amount with your, your Disney package. That leaves Apple in a very precarious situation, which is why if you look at why Google pulled out, not just because they can't do it or they don't have money, 
It's just not a feasible landscape. Plus the amount of content that's going around. And Amazon is also there too. Amazon is there because it's tied into your Amazon subscription. Number one, Amazon is going to be dropping a lot of ring show end of this year, I believe. Again, it shows that literally take me go, oh, I want to see it. Yeah. That's the thing. You know, that's why all the... Then we have CBS All Access. Yes, they have a Star Trek show. If you're a Star Trek fan, you're going to get it. And then there's another... I mean, like, those are the kind of things that they need to show me. Like, I didn't see... I saw a, a brief trailer reel and I was like, okay, this is nothing. This is just literally uh, three-second clips, three or five-second clips of things that I don't know what this is about. I need to see trailers of these shows and go, okay, what's your sci-fi show? What's your drama? What's your thriller? What's your show that I don't understand what it is, but goddamn, that looks good. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's what you need to give me. And they will learn that lesson. But right now, they're not going to get, which is why they, they're going to face the problem that they're facing with iTunes, the fact that there are more people on iPhones with Spotify than with iTunes music. I think the only I think the only Apple original content that was actually interesting enough to make me think, do I want Apple Music, was like Carpool Karaoke. But nothing that was announced on stage, nothing that was teased on stage, I should say, actually gave me that whole feeling of like, oh, I actually really want to watch that. It's it, it, it's something that I could like really watch on the regular. Um, aside from the Camille Nanjiani thing, but that was on like a highly intellectual level. Like the, all of the content that was up there was like on this weird intellectual plane <laughs> that. Only people who live in the Bay Area <laughs> would like totally be into. I like, mean, but but think about it, right? Like it. That's the problem. Look at Netflix. We've got Aziz and sorry, no Aziz and sorry. Um, the other guy that does Patriot Act. What's his name again? Uh, Hassan Minhaj. Uh, Hassan Minhaj's show, mm-hmm. which is basically a comedy show around news. Yeah, and he's telling. I mean, again, it's it's like Comedy Central, except this is stand up, right? He's doing a stand up version of that. It's hilarious and it's there. I mean, like, that's the kind of stuff that, I mean, Apple, I just, if you showed, like, if they showed content and I went, ooh, wow, okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, I might have to get the service and just watch it on my Samsung TV. Sure. You know, but they didn't. And I'm not saying they won't have. Don't get me wrong. It's going to be a hard battle to get there. That's the yeah. thing. Because here's the thing. People will still be paying for the HBOs. Mm-hmm. Right, they people are still going to pay for their Netflix because Netflix is not going to be on the service. Obviously, people are still going to be paying for the other streaming services. And you're right; like they're all so stacked that TV Plus still doesn't have anything so compelling that it would. But the thing is, it's going to be another. This is the reason why I harp on the whole thing of like it's all subscriptions, subscription, subscription, subscription. Which is why we talked last week about Google Stadia about how like you're just going to add another subscription. There are going to be a lot of people who are just like, all right, put it on my credit card. Like, there's another monthly yeah. fee. Yeah, so, so this is why I look at I look at that and I go, I think even maybe Microsoft might have a better idea. Like, a lot of people say Microsoft are going to go full subscription for gaming, and I don't think so. Mm. I, think, I think what Microsoft is going to give you is a weird mix and balance is that, number one, you can stream your, right now, you can stream your Xbox games directly. Yeah, well. that is nice. <clears throat> but instead of you paying for subscription service, you pay for Xbox Live Game Pass, then you get the games, not the subscription. And, okay. And that keeps it in your own realm of like, as long as my Xbox is, uh, you know, the, the as long as it's uh, power save mode on or whatever you want to call it, and then I'm good. Or they set up a proper mode that just says, okay, as long as your Xbox is in, Xbox is in this mode, Whatever you have on Xbox Game Live, you can actually play. Whether it's streaming from their servers or from your Xbox, it all depends on seas. But 
eventually by 2020 we are going to get into the very quick subscription fatigue because oh, yeah. let's let's do the math right now right i pay 14.99 i pay 15 dollars for netflix because mm-hmm. I, I need to have the 4k netflix um then i pay uh hulu um hulu i think 9.99 for hulu no 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 uh the the ad free version i think is 11 or 12 let's call it 12 dollars 12 dollars for hulu right there's that then there's also HBO, which is another fifteen bucks, mm-hmm. right there, right. Um, so you're looking at uh, thirty plus twelve, forty-two, uh, forty-two dollars in there. Then I've got Spotify, right, um, which is another nine ninety-nine for Spotify Premium, I believe, because I, I want high, better, not high res audio, but you know, higher higher than shitty quality audio. So that's another ten bucks right there. That's making it fifty-two dollars on there. Now, granted. If you're thinking you're going, man, you're paying a lot. Well, I'm smarter. I'm sharing all my services, so I don't pay all that amount, which mm. is what everybody does. Uh, but if I went to even go further, luckily, I have Crunchy. No, man, not Crunchy. Hulu and Netflix do have a lot of anime, but I could get Crunchyroll and cover my anime fix. That's another, like, what, $9.99 for no ads and HD. Or, you can get the free version, but if you want no ads and HD, you go, I think, $9.99. That stacks it up. Then, if I were to add in any of these gaming subscriptions, yep, right, PlayStation Now, Xbox Live, right, um, uh, Apple Arcade, right, in yeah. there. Oh, and and Juan brought up a very good point with gaming subscriptions. He says, how will that affect um, um, net neutrality? Because when that kicks in and that gets higher, our internet provider is going to say, hey, look, you know what? Google, Stadia, you need to pay us more money because you're using a lot of bandwidth, right? But here's the other part for us consumers. You do know that you actually have a cap for your internet use at home. You said you never reach it. You actually have a cap for your internet at home. So I think it's about three to 500 gigabytes. If you are streaming games, I guarantee you hit that shit in a week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That so that's true. That's what's going to happen. But they, uh, all of the, uh, all of the, Internet providers are just going to have to, they're going to have to find a way to, like, either your internet bill is going to go up too, and that's on top of all the subscriptions you're paying, you know, and all of that. So it's, it's crazy. Um, okay, before we get too far uh, on this one, um, we do have to get to our Huawei talk. Uh, so this was, all of the stuff that you just heard was day Monday. one of this week. Monday. This was this was just Monday, and then <laughs> the next day was Huawei. So uh, we're going to get into that, but first we do have a little bit of a break. If you are overwhelmed by the sheer amount of remote controls you have cluttering your entertainment space, then you should check out the Control Center by Kavo. The Control Center simplifies your home theater so you can control everything connected to your TV with one remote that includes voice control. Plug any media system into your Control Center, even your game console, and it will take care of the rest. One universal voice remote controls it all. Just say what you want to watch and you can enjoy every second of your viewing time without having to lift a finger and search for other remotes. This is a big problem in my house, actually. Um, My parents have this thing where they press the buttons way too hard on the remotes and then they become inoperable that's part of the reason why i needed to get something like this and it also made all five of our remotes just become one check it out for yourself and get 40 percent off the control center with the promo code weekly that brings the price down to 59.95 from the original 99.95 service plans are required but the first 45 days are free control center is available at caavo.com and best buy control center by cavo one remote that does it all all right cool can i ask you a quick question uh e the uh is that shirt an Apple shirt? <laughs> oh, no, no. Uh, shoot, I forgot the name of the company. It's a luggage company. Oh, okay. Because uh, they're using the same exact font 
<laughs> I've been looking at that this whole time. Yeah, I mean, they're based, they're based on in, uh, on the West Coast. Uh, okay. So before we get into the Huawei stuff, um, I did want to have one other guest on here at the very least uh, who had like the P30 in hand because I'm getting my my review unit sometime next week. You had Danny Sin go out and he has it, right? Yeah, but my unit is coming in tomorrow. So expect more videos. There's going to be a barrage of videos coming in. More than likely, yeah. Next week is going to be really crazy. Uh, and then the week after that, we have even more announcements that we can't talk about yet, but just look forward to the next couple of weeks. Um, now, uh, one thing I did want to touch upon, because since we have, you know, the self-proclaimed quote-unquote gamers here, um, did you watch Sony PlayStation's uh, State of Play event? Did you, like, watch it back after the fact? Because I know you you asked me what I was watching when I was tweeting about it. <laughs> yeah. um, no, no, I, 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 I'm not a big PlayStation gamer. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm really. I've, okay, I, I'll confess. I've never been a fan of PlayStation at all my whole life. I was a Nintendo diehard. So when PlayStation came out, I refused to get a PlayStation. Oh. My first PlayStation was the PlayStation Four. Nice. <laughs> uh, yes, that's how. But but I still played games in my friend's house with PlayStations and stuff like that. Um, so I'm not the biggest PlayStation gamer. Um, okay. Although, like, I mean, God of War, fantastic mm-hmm. game. I have it. I have um, Uncharted. Spider-Man, yes. I haven't touched it yet. I've not had time. I need to like just spend time and play some music. That's how I feel right now. Like I'm, I'm playing uh, Sekiro uh, Shadows Die Twice right now. And I've never oh, played... Oh, I heard that game is difficult. It's so hard. Like It's a very <laughs> difficult game. And I've not, I'm not versed in Dark Souls or Bloodborne games. So I'm, I'm coming in doubly blind. So I'm, I'm dying left and right. Um, also, okay, so the State of Play event, it was another announcement that happened. It actually happened right after the Apple event, which is the reason why I wanted to bring it up for a second. Um... It's great to see that everybody's starting to do these like live events. This was basically PlayStation's version of like what they call a Nintendo Direct. Yeah. But not nearly as good. Um, so they did do some announcements around like Mortal Kombat 11 and all that stuff. So, I mean, I just want just to give you further context, uh, audience, as to just how much of an of an announcement week this was. Like that was another one that came up um, even yesterday. Um, I don't know if you have any uh, any thoughts on this. Um, Borderlands 3. <laughs> so... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Borderlands 3 yeah. was announced. So, like, there's so much stuff going on this week. But, of course, probably the biggest one, aside from the Apple one, is um, the Huawei announcements. So, I was not there at the event. Um, didn't really work out this time for me to be able to go. But I did see a lot of our people, including Jaime, were out there. And that's, and again, the reason why he's not on the show today is because he just came back from Paris, where they had the announcement. Then he's flying back home. So he's just traveling and traveling. And the guy... The guy is such a such a trooper when it comes to the podcast most of the time. But if he's in the air, I mean, obviously we can't get him on. So, but if he was jet lagged all to hell, he would still try to be on. <laughs> um, all right. So you were not there. You did get a look at the phone, though. Um, you did do plenty of uh, plenty of looks at the device. Um, I was hoping to have somebody on who actually has it on hand, but you have way more information about this phone than I do. I just I'm just working off of everything that was on YouTube at the moment. <laughs> Um, I mean, so we, we had a pre-briefing early. So a lot of people, were, I got this in, in my, my first video. They were like, you're using Gadgets Mass video. I was like, well, look, we, there were only a couple of devices available and we had yeah. to share. And, you know, we know Michael Draw's show. We were just, and he was basically monitoring for us is pretty much it. Um, but the devices is nice. I mean, the, it, it feels a lot like the P20, mm-hmm. uh, in a sense. You know, now has the dimple notch. It's the front-facing camera I'm concerned about mostly because while these front-facing cameras are atrociously bad for my skin color. 
They make oh. me look. They make me look pale as ever. So it's L L D R low low dynamic range. Is that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, so I, I've got to test that out more. But uh, the cameras in the back. I mean, at the pre-briefing event, it was was good. I mean, like the zoom functionality is really good. It it is on point. They still, you know, they've got that. Uh, five uh, five x optical ten x hybrid fifty just for the, for the fun of it, um, and you you saw it. You could go on if you go on Instagram, you can check out all the guys who were there. Yep. You can check out uh, Fisher, Tim Schofield. The they all took photos zooming to the Eiffel Tower and from a distance where you could read the lettering. Yes, it was fuzzy, but you could still read the lettering. Yeah, place, exactly. Which, there are a lot of there are a lot of side by sides that people are doing, and uh, yeah. just to give a shout out to one homie out in Hong Kong, uh, Ben Sin. He um, he did one immediately the oh. moment he got back to uh, Hong Kong, and he had one with like it was the P30 Pro, the S10, and the I want to say the previous, the P20 or the Mate 20. I forget which one, but yeah, he was like zooming into a bunch of signs in Hong Kong, and it's like it's crazy how much detail is in there, and that's what I find so interesting about this this announcement, like. There were always marquee features for the last two or three Huawei phones that we all got excited about. I think the P20 was the first one to actually properly do that night mode. And then, um, so that was fun. And then the Mate 20 came out and it was night mode with the wide angle. And now what's exciting about the P30 Pro is that you get that night mode again. And then you get this zoom, which is really high quality. You can use the night mode with the zoom. And it's like, wow, like it's crazy just how how stacked this thing. So guess who bought the company that developed that zoom lens? <laughs> it's, well, well I, I remember seeing it first with Oppo. Yeah, but the company... I know, Oppo, Oppo still hasn't released the device yet. It's, yeah, exactly. Uh, Samsung. <clears throat> so Samsung bought the company that developed the Periscope? Yeah, they developed... Not the Periscope, but I think like the way it's actually implemented. Um, so I think they bought them earlier in January or something like that this year. Oh, is that right? I don't think it's going to be the Note, but I think the 11 next year will probably have it. That's ridiculous. Like, thinking about everything that the S10 can do, you add an S Pen, and then you put this periscope (laughs) in there. Where are we going in phones right now? Like, So that kind of leads me to a question that I had. Um, This was another one of those videos I wanted to do at MWC, but it just didn't come together. When I went to the Oppo event, and all they had to announce was that, you know, we have 5G and 10 times Zoom. Mm -hmm. Um... We played with the prototype that had the 10 times zoom in there. It was definitely interesting. It was a little creepy. <laughs> but um, is 10 times optical zoom, and in this case, a hybrid zoom that gets you up to, what'd you say, 50 at the most? Yeah. Um, how useful is that to you to begin with, though? So, yeah, that's the question I got from a lot of people because I did a video, we did a video comparing it to the S10 Plus, and a lot of people were like, oh, it's perv mode, creepy mode, you know. <laughs> All that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. But here, here's the thing. Uh, I live in Brooklyn. Where I live... Weird I way have, to start. <laughs> um, I, have, I have a backdrop of the city. I can see from one World Trade Center up to about 92nd Street. Like that. Hmm. If I take a picture on any phone right now, I don't get that land. I don't get, I don't get what I see. Yeah, exactly. Now I can. Now That's I true. Can do, now I can do it. Even with just 5X, it's a much better landscape for me to now take that and go here's because i'm going to do that i'm going I'm, I'm, i will do that for you guys i'll show you what that means for me it's that uh here's 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 standard here's five and here's 10 and here's 50 right in front of um empire state building i can technically zoom i can see all those buildings from where i live 
So for me, with my eye, I see them really clearly. And when I capture it on the phone, I'm like, ah. Yeah, it's terrible, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's what this affords me. And this will afford for a lot of things like that. Um, you know, where you can, if you want to take a pic- picture of something or a landmark, you're, you're a bit far away and like, oh, wait, okay, never mind, done. I'm, I don't need to walk all the way there to do it. It's the same thing with a wide angle lens. I don't need to step back. It's mm-hmm. just, it's just, it's just, it's, it's the reverse of that. You know, so we all go, oh, I love wide angle lenses. Yes, it's great because you don't want to take five steps back to actually get the same shot. Now it's the same thing where you see something and you go, oh, that's really nice. And you look at it and then you zoom and you're like, okay, that's actually better. Done. Yeah. There's a, there's a comment in the live chat. Excuse me. One person. Hoxton. Uh, I prefer wide angle zoom. Those are two different things, man. <laughs> uh, but also under that, um, period, I guess. That's the name of the person. It's useful for stalking your crutch from IG from far away. Yeah, uh, see, okay. But, Don't but, get but, restraining yeah. orders with the P30 Pro, all right? Yes. <laughs> but guys, remember, when you have a camera, right? A regular camera, DSLR, or even a point and shoot. They have Zoom. You've used it before. It's not like you don't. So, so um, this whole thing that people are thinking, well, it's it's now creepy mode. I'm like, no, it it shouldn't be. It should be. It should be. Look, I, I'm standing here. Like I'm standing here. I live on the technically the tenth floor, and you know, there's a sign or something there. And I was like, oh, I want to take a picture of that sign. I can zoom in and do that. As opposed to if I go downstairs, my perspective is 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 lost. I have to get a DSLR to get maybe a better perspective. I don't need to do that now. I think a lot of people are just missing. Not not missing, but I mean, they're playing with that fact that, you know, it's a creepometer. Yeah, well, um, so the the thing that I'm really excited to try out, I mean, uh, this is sort of becoming a bit of my my brand on YouTube these days is like vlogging with the smartphone. So I'm really excited to try that out, especially if stabilization is actually that good on the Zoom. Um, Because wide angle has always been my favorite. I'm always going to be a fan of wide angle. Um, however, getting tighter in, having more of that background compression is actually really useful to have, uh, especially when you're doing something like video. Because, like, I wonder if I can show it off right now. Let me try this real quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Look, look, look at this. See, see me here? Yeah, guys? Look at that. Zoom. There yeah, and go. then And then, it, it, yeah, you do a better job of focusing in on your subject. So, yeah, like, exactly. That's the whole point. Where is my setting? <laughs> is that it? That's it. There you go. So if I were to move back a little bit, well, this is, yeah. But you get the idea. Like, there's oh, background man, compression. Is. You don't see as much. I'm far in. Hold on. <laughs> Dude, that is it. Let me, let, me pu- let me push mine to the max and see what I get. Oh, look at that. <laughs> also, I didn't have autofocus on, so that's one other reason why. <laughs> yeah, that's why it was all over the place. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> But then again, I'm using the Tamron. I'm using the Tamron 28 to 75 lens, which gives really good bokeh. So mm-hmm. that's also. So that's here also we go. The um, would you consider? So here we have uh, Vaishno Zin, who actually donated. Thank you so much. Um, you donated and asked the question: Notches slash holes are an invented problem. Thoughts? Like so? I'm gonna I'm gonna have us answer that question real quick. But also. Um, is it a regression for Huawei to still be putting notches on the pro version of the phone when we've already seen like hole punches and other ways of like getting away from the notch? Um, yes and no, but I think that because the zoom really took everyone by surprise, no one's really talking about that. And they're not, I mean, the, the dimple notch is fine. It's not 
it's not there's nothing really wrong with that to me um and to to the question from uh Vashno Zen um it's sort of an invented problem uh, i think the idea uh i think notches because of apples apples notch really was the one that threw everything off really because if you think about it before the iphone came out we had the uh what's that essential phone and it had that beautiful dimple notch. Yeah, it was a little bit bigger, but it was a nice dimple notch. And everybody was like, you know what? If we have this before we go to bezel-less phones, this is great, right? This is mm-hmm. this is all wonderful. Then Apple came and gave us this bastardization of a haircut, you know? And um, <laughs> you know, nice. and then and because Apple did that, you know, a lot of Android manufacturers followed. Not just because they followed, but because of costs, which mm-hmm. means if if Apple is taking huge orders for that, to make any screen like that will be cheaper for any other phone out there. Um, so that's one of the big reasons why. And then we got a lot of the you know you know the weird haircuts for phones, which destroyed our view displacement um, when we were going on a path that it looked like it's either we had thicker bezels, thinner, 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 dimple notch, and then no bezels. And then Oppo showed us that we can. Uh, with the Find X, and then you know they're more up. The, you know the Reno is going to have the same thing too. So it's those kind of things that I think um, um, are a bit in, invented problem. The one thing I'll say about the whole punch to Zeno's uh, point is that um, I find it just much better um, than a notch for whatever reason. Especially if it's on, I flip it around it's on the lower right hand corner. I it just gets lost in the scene of whatever I'm watching. So mm, okay. Um, what else about this? Okay, so with the zoom, we also got the notch that you were just discussing. Um, there wasn't really anything else that was particularly different, right? Um, uh, so there's four camera lenses at the uh, four camera modules at the back. Um, the TOF, the TOF, even though yeah. TOF, but Richard Yu was on stage going TOF camera. Yeah. The, yeah, <laughs> Who, by the, the way, I have to give Richard Yu so much credit. Like he's 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 he may not be the best showman that we've seen in tech on stage, but he is a hundred percent excited about what he's talking about when he's up there. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the TOF lens um, was, uh, which is something that I think we're going to see more than a lot of Android phones. Um, you know, like Samsung has it on the 5G Galaxy, uh, which would give you just better depth placement overall. And, you, and I think you can see from people's bokeh photos, not, not the color or the uh, high dynamic range, but the way the graduation of the bokeh looks is a little bit more, more like a DSLR and less like what the Pixel is. I know a lot of people like the Pixel. The Pixel just blocks out the back. It's like, Take it or leave it. That's really what it does um, from computational analysis. But um, you also have every sensor is new there except the wide angle. I think it's the same wide angle, 20 megapixels. The 40 no, megapixel. No, uh, there's no, what, what, what is it? The Sony 48 one. megapixel one that we've loved? No, there's so, no Sony 48, but it's also a brand new 40 megapixel sensor that is a RYYB sensor. Yes, basically that was kind of cool. Like that's an interesting take on it because if yellow is able to get more light into the sensor as compared to green, which in a way kind of makes sense. Like when you think of the actual white balance spectrum, like you can get, you can get more in, in a yellow color diode. That does make a lot of sense. I thought that was interesting. Not a lot of people yeah. are talking about that because it's so low level, but yeah, it's it's it seems to be working pretty well. Yeah, and then then you also have the, the periscopic layer zoom, uh, which is a, a module. And I think somebody I fixed it. Somebody has done a 
a tear out of it. You can actually see the module in there. Um, and that that's eight megapixels and the f-stop of 3.2. So a couple of those, plus it also has reverse wireless charging now, like the Mate 20. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and it's got the fast charging. It's got all the things you expect um, following the Mate line. It's, the photography has changed where um, they've now got an AI... Um, a, not it. So there's there's the AI photography for your auto mode, which is kind of now built in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got um, the AI assistant for video as well to give you better stabilization and also better low light video quality and things. Like yeah, that. the low light stuff with the AIS, the the AI image stabilization, stabilization I think yeah. is the full term for that. Um, one thing that I said in a, in in my video over on my channel when I was reacting to these announcements was like. <laughs> some of those photos that people were getting super excited about, like the nighttime photos, the star photos, the moon photos and all that, like th- keep in mind, like you're just, just to make sure people are actually looking at the fine print. This isn't just a photo that you go outside, you take a picture. It looks like that underneath that photo. It said it was a 30 second shutter. <laughs> so everyone should kind of just be sure to know that there's going to be a long shutter speed in order for you to get that night mode to work at its best. Um, so that's that's kind of the uh, the thing that I want to put out there. But those yeah. photos did look pretty. They did look pretty incredible. I will mm-hmm. I will say. Um, okay, so the phone itself very exciting. By the way, um, we have a funny thing. I'm sure some people in the live chat noticed that Jaime just uh, appeared. <laughs> so he wasn't uh, in the air per se, but he's about to be. He's in the United Club right now, uh, which is what he told me. So we're gonna have him come on, but not for the actual show. What we're gonna do here is uh, Thunder E and I are going to continue on once we end the show, quote unquote. We're going to leave the live broadcast going, get Jaime in, and we're just all gonna chill out for a little bit with all of you. Um, so we're gonna have a little bit of fun, the three of us, just ch- chilling out for maybe 10 15 minutes post show so this is just for the youtube audience so something something kind of fun for you guys so before we do that um not a lot of people are talking about the accessories so you have the free lace headphones i don't know if you have a neckband earphone near you so we can kind of like illustrate that um but... a quick one uh from this is from let's see uh danani j mandel mkb she says twitter air power canceled i don't know um, which is interesting, you know. We all know that's the the vaporware from Apple. <laughs> oh, that was the other thing too. Like, okay, not to not to get too far back into an old topic, but clearly there was nothing for our YouTuber friends at the Apple event to actually work with, and that's because AirPods two, quote unquote, were actually announced right after, and not announced, but even launched. I mean, you even have the AirPods two right now, so. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know about this. Air yeah, Apple uh, TechCrunch, but Apple cancels AirPower products, citing inability to meet high standards for hardware. Ah. Mm. Well, that's the thing about wireless charging in general, right? Like, it's there are a lot of expectations for charging, and wireless standards just can't really get it yet. Um, all right, so let me make sure to send the uh, chat link over to Jaime for so that he's ready for us when we're done. Um, but I want to get your take on these accessories because I got really excited over mainly the smart eyewear. Like it's actually coming from a reputable company that is not Bose. Bose was kind of the first one, but this is going to be, I think this is something that could actually be a good step forward for wearables in general. Um, you have a gentle monster in Brooklyn, don't you? Um, I don't know. 
I think there's one in New York. It might be in Manhattan. But I Probably. know that there's one here in like Beverly Hills in LA. But Gentle Monster is a Korean eyewear brand. So this is uh, – they make some really stylish glasses. Um, the ones that you saw on stage may not have been amazing. But <laughs> but I know that they have some good-looking ones. Um, but to have glasses that are developed by a company like Huawei that actually have all the bits and pieces inside to make it smart – that really excited me. I don't know where you stand on that. You don't wear glasses, so. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I do have, I have got the bows. I'm getting the Focal, for, uh, not by Focal. Um, the ones that are augmented, uh, I got I, I, I got size for them. I actually have to go pick them up. Um, and I like the idea of, like, for me, wearables, which is why I, I think we, maybe we had this discussion and maybe it was with um, uh, Danny Wingate. I was talking about the fact that Android Wear, and I got this, me and Sam got this argument, uh, not argument, but discussion going on where we said Android Wear needs to be Wear, not a watch. If mm. you name it um, Wear OS, sorry, um, then it needs to focus on the wearables. You've got glasses and, and Bose is good. The Bose started off with just audio. That's what they do. So that's, that's what it is. But what I found with that too was really cool was I was using it to navigate while walking around New York. I was looking for, there's a restaurant I was looking for. And then it said, turn right. And it felt like somebody was whispering softly in my ear saying, Hey, I should just take a right here. I was like, this is nice. Even though it's just like my mind <laughs> saying that kind of stuff. But. But having wearables that are connected, you know, like, you know, Nike in the past had those things where you could put in your shoes. Nike, where is my shoe that tracks my running, right? So I don't have to wear a watch, you know? Where's my clothing that can check my heart rate, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. where's that stuff? But meanwhile, we're busy, busy trying to make a watch do things that a watch shouldn't do. We're, We're busy trying to put screens on everything. That's always been my complaint. So, like, that's always been my thing. Um, give me one second. I'm having a little bit of trouble getting this link. Uh, my, my friend just sent, my friend just, I, I guess she's in the chat watching here. Um, she said, uh, Gentle Monster, Monster New York flagship store is on 70 uh, Worcester Street, New York. Oh, Worcester Street. Okay. Yeah. So. There you go. Finally got thank, the link over. Thank you, Royal Flush. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, anybody else in the chat with some comments on the uh, on the accessories? Um, let me see here. Not a whole lot. There was some talk about EMUI, and I know everybody has like their thoughts about EMUI. I actually have never really hated it, to be honest. Like earlier on, Mate Ten, woo, I was not a big fan of that. P Ten, Mate Ten, um, especially before that. But yeah, um, yeah, th- th- I agree with you there. That like where has to be less about the screen and more about the smart functions in established form factors and that's exactly what the glasses are so they're not trying to go so far to like add a screen so so that you have stuff to look at and it messes you up like that that always that always pissed me off about where uh where os is that it when that when that watch goes off and i look at it it's the exact same function as me picking up my phone and looking at it anyway mm-hmm so that always got me. That's the reason why I use hybrid smartwatches most of the time, or even fitness trackers that just vibrate. And I look at it, it gives me maybe like one little icon to tell me what it is. But even then, I might not even look at it. If it vibrates a certain amount of times, like maybe two or three, that tells me, oh, my girlfriend messaged or uh, you know, our uh, work chat message or something like that. It has to be programmable in a way that that signals to you rather than being the replacement of the original thing. That's That's yeah. been my whole thing. True. I mean, uh, but in terms of the accessories, just going back there a little bit is, um, I was excited for the charger, the portable charger, but I'm, I'm, I, somebody said it was going to be 300 bucks. I was like, 
uh, no, thank you. The 40 watt portable charger, which I was like, oh, fast charging, super fast charging on a power bank. Yeah. Um, the USB type C headphones were cool. Um, so, okay. There's one I wanted to ask you as, as a, as the headphone guy. Um, uh, the fact that one of the earpieces can disconnect and then you get a USB-C connector right there. I agree that that's pretty ingenious tech. Like I kind of like that, but I don't know. I don't like the fact that it can pull apart. <laughs> that's, that's my one worry with it is that you can actually lose that part. You know, people complain about AirPods that you could lose one of your earpieces. This is this is this version of that kind of. Sorry. Do you have Do you have one that does that? No, 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 no. I have one that's I have one from Plantronics that is interesting. So it's it's a neckband, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also got um, ANC built into it. It's, you can see it right here. You guys can look at that. Um, so that's cool. But what's interesting about it is the it's the cable, the charging cable that it has. So you've got a regular cable that has micro USB on one side, right? Mm-hmm. And then you've got this USB 3.5 millimeter cable. Okay. So you can plug in the micro USB. And if you're on a plane, you can plug this to listen on the plane. So you can do many things with it. What I was hoping was for something kind of like this from them, where even though you plug it via USB Type-C, there should just be like a little attachment here. So that even if you unplug it, it's always going to be. Oh, like interesting. This. I see what you yeah. mean. Yeah. So even if you unplug it and be like, oh, okay, fine. I'll just plug it back in and then I'm good. That's true. That's true. I mean, to be fair though, five minutes of charge on those headphones for four hours of playback. Like that's not that long. So, I mean, that's. that's no, that's but you forget, good. you forgetting it is the problem. You uh, yeah, forget it in five minutes. Because yeah. think about it. You're, you're doing stuff. You Say you plug it into like your iPad Pro, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you plug it in, you set it down, like, oh, I've got to run do something, and you come back, and like, i got to go. You see it plugged to your, your phone, I mean, to your iPad, you just pick it up and go. And then you realize, oh, man, it's only one half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, well, before we go too long here, I know I said that like four times on this podcast already. We're going to go ahead and call it on this one. Um, all right, so... On that note, that is it for the weekly. Our theme music is Bloom by Minerva, courtesy of a royalty-free license from Argo Fox. You can learn more in the episode's description. Follow our crew on Twitter. Um, we only have Thunder E here. Thunder E is found at Board at Work. That's with two O's in Board. Uh, and <laughs> uh, we're going to have Jaime on in a little bit. But if you want to follow him, of course, Jaime is at Jaime underscore Rivera. You'll see him in a few minutes. And then I am, of course, at JV Tech Tea. You know me. I'm JV. I love tech and I love to drink me some tea. This is bulletproof coffee, though. Pocket Now is at Pocket Now on on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube in English and Espanol, where you can find more news on the Pocket Now Daily and Pocket Now Adario every weekday. You can catch up on what the weekly is talking about at pocketnow.com slash podcast. Also, make sure you make your voices heard by emailing us, podcast at pocketnow.com. We would love your feedback through reviews and ratings on Google, Apple, Spotify, Overcast, and wherever you might be streaming us, because without you, we wouldn't have been able to make this show for your eyes and ears for now over 350 episodes. We will see you on our next episode. However, stay tuned if you are in the YouTube live edition. We're going to go ahead and bring Jaime Rivera back onto our podcast for a little bit. Uh, This is going to be just for you guys. So if you are on the YouTube version, thank you so much for sticking around. And if you are on the audio version, you can check out our little post-show celebration or festivities, whatever you want to call it, on the YouTube edition. So as far as our main audio podcast is concerned, we will see you next week. 